0: Warning. The Chavila Podcast is a podcast created by two ex-degenerates who think they know sports gambling and spent their younger days breaking bookies and never hedging. We are not experts on anything, and our opinions should be taken lightly. We don't condone illegal gambling, and all betting should be done responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. Now enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Shuckle Up Podcast, where I fill your pockets and possibly bankrupt myself, you know, um, because I don't take my own advice. I'm just kidding, y'all. So this is episode 1.5. I'm not doing a full episode tonight because I don't have my boy Dirk with me. And I did want to update some of you guys on the Super Bowl, so that way you knew which way to go if you guys haven't placed your bets yet because the lines have changed a little bit. We also had some NBA news. Might throw in some NBA games for the weekend here. But first off, let's get to the main topic of discussion. That would be the Super Bowl. So the line did change. When we did our podcast last week, the line changed from 3.5 to now 4. So we got the Sharps in. Um, The bookies are now taking final bets, so let's talk about that now. The line is now up to four in favor of the Rams. All these playoff games have been within three points, and I think that trend continues. The Cincinnati Bengals play tough. This is not going to be some blowout game where the Rams are going to be up by seven points. Five, maybe, but the way that this trends is is that the Bengals have been keeping it within a three-point distance which is why you draft a kicker, right, Cincinnati? So (laughs) with the Bengals at plus four, I think you got a good bet there. I still think the Rams win it, though. The Rams just have a lot of veteran talent. Cincinnati's fresh, young, with maybe a veteran or two, but... Aaron Donald against the Cincinnati line is going to be the key matchup there. That's what's going to make or break Cincinnati. You can't, you know, sit there and tell me that you can hold off Aaron Donald along with Von Miller. If you double team Aaron Donald, I know Von Miller is getting older, but he's still Von Miller. So you can't just, you can't double team both. So even though Cincinnati has a decent tight end, and I heard that he's going to play, I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. If he's healthy and can run, then okay. But hopefully he's not just, you know, being one of them players that's just too stubborn to know when to help the team by not playing. Um, So definitely that, that line has moved up, I think, in the Bengals' favor for betting. So the money line is still the same. It's still at 190. 160 so you know they still don't know when it comes to the money line the over under still set at 48 and that's still at a minus 110 so you go ahead and take your bets the way that you want to take them um I know that some of the uh scoring first is definitely changing a little bit I know that the MVP stats Matt Stafford went down a little bit he's at a plus 100 now Joe Burrow is about the same. Cooper Cup is at the same. And Aaron Donald is at the same. So, you know, um, there's not much changing there. I think the first one to score a touchdown, a good bet to place there would be either Cooper Cup or Joe Mixon. Um, Cincinnati gets off to a really slow start, so I don't think going Joe Mixon to score first is such a good idea. However, Cooper Cup at plus 500 is a great idea. Um, you might even be able to get Jamar Chase. But like I said, the Bengals get off to such a slow start in these games, which is a bad thing. Like You don't want to be down 20 points at halftime and then have to come back in the Super Bowl. I mean, if you do it, terrific. That's great. That'll be great for your career. But it's not ideal in any kind of playoff game. I'm, I'm sure that Joe Burrow would have rather been up 20 points In the first half against Kansas City rather than have to come back and, you know, go into cardiac arrest on whether or not that, you know, that he's going to win this game. Had to go into overtime. So, although who wouldn't love a Super Bowl that would go into overtime, right? So Cooper Cup at 500 is probably your best bet there. Um, If you place any bets on the first person to score for a certain team... Joe Mixon at two seventy five is actually pretty good. I think if anybody was a score first on that team, it would be him. Before it would be a deep pass to Jamar Chase. If you want to go Jamar Chase, he's at a plus three hundred. But you know, it, I think I think they run the ball in the first half a lot. Cooper Cup is at a plus two thirty. Um, Odell Beckham is at a plus five hundred. I mean, Pick your poison. is probably going to be a passing touchdown. Uh, so you know whatever your guts telling you there my guts saying cooper cup because hey he's cooper cup um i know that some of these passing props they're thinking about 280 284 for Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford give me the over on both give me the over on both it's minus 115 but i'm still going to go over because there's no way that this super bowl is under 600 yards for the whole game I think it goes up to 350 at least for each team because they're going to be passing. They're going to be trying to catching, you know, be catching up. You got Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, the two best receivers this year. I mean, look, you got offensive player of the year and offensive rookie of the year. There's no way that you're not passing the ball in this game. So those are a couple of the updated bets that I think that you should really keep your eye on when it comes to the Super Bowl. I still think Rams win it. Like I said before, I just, just those, that, that line, tell me what you want about that line. I know people said that against Kansas city, Kansas city doesn't have Aaron Donald and they don't have Von Miller. Okay. So come up with whatever scheme that you want. Jalen Ramsey is a decent enough quarterback to hang with Jamar chase. You know, they're not totally trash in the backfield of a, uh, well, not the backfield, but the defensive backfield. But I do want to get to this trade that happened yesterday, and James Harden gets traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm wondering if any of those lines changed for the Sixers or the Brooklyn Nets, because honestly, they both won that trade. I mean, Philly got rid of a player that was pouting being a crybaby, and Ben Simmons wouldn't shoot the ball, wouldn't do nothing, you know, look at my stats, okay, well, I'm looking at your stats and your playoff wins and playoff choking stats are awful. So anyway, don't get me on that topic right there. But he goes to Brooklyn with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and two picks. Okay, so people will say that's a lot to give up. Yo, I get it. It is a lot to give up on paper, but when you dive deep into everything, it's really not. Because who else was who else was Philadelphia going to get for Ben Simmons, Buddy Heel? No, I don't think so. You know, so I'm not giving him away for a bag of balls. He's under contract, and the dude was sitting there losing money. Maybe he would have played eventually. He just wouldn't have liked having to play, and maybe he really just doesn't even play. Maybe he just waltzes up and down the court. Doesn't even shoot the ball or pass the ball. unless it get stolen and all of a sudden they're losing on purpose or something like that. Who knows? I, I wouldn't put it past the dude. But anyway, so you give up Ben Simmons. You get Harden. And let's, Seth Curry is a good spacer and can give you that three-point shot when he's open and sometimes he can sidestep. I'm not... I'm not trying to downplay his spacing ability at all because he was a pretty good spacer. But you get a guy who gets more points per game, more assists per game in Harden, and you get somebody who can actually handle the ball instead of having your 7-foot center run point. You shouldn't have your 7-foot center run point. So you got a need there, and then you got rid of Ben Simmons, who didn't want anything to do with Philadelphia. And then you give up Andre Drummond, who he's probably been the best backup center for Joel Embiid since Joel Embiid has been on the Sixers and in the league. With that said, the Sixers have been pretty successful at center without that best backup. I mean, Howard didn't do bad last year. I mean, Drummond was on the last year of his contract. He was not going to sign here again anyway. So the Sixers get rid of an expiring contract and he was going to get overpaid because he balled out the little minutes that he did have this year. So, you know, you can find those two type of guys that they got rid of in these veteran buyouts that are coming up. You can find those guys in these veteran buyouts that are coming up and then problem solved. I mean... You didn't give up anything at that point. And then you talk about the first round pick. Well, next year, it's probably going to be anywhere from 25 to 32. If you watch the NBA draft and you know the NBA, that's the biggest crapshoot ever. I mean, even rounds, rounds, even picks one through five is a crapshoot. You don't ever know who you're going to get. So it's not like the NFL draft where first round talent is first round talent, no matter if it's one through five or one through 32, you're getting a good player and even getting a good player in the second round, you might get a very raw developmental player in the NBA. And then he stays in triple a ball for the rest of his career. You have no idea. And then the 2027 pick is five years from now. We're going to have a whole new Government system probably come 2027. We don't know what's going to happen five years from now. There are going to be kids that are in eighth grade that have graduated high school. Who cares? Not worried about that. And on top of that, it's top five protected. So if the Sixers do suck or James Harden retires and Joel Embiid is um, out of the league because he was always getting hurt. And you know how the big men just don't last in the NBA sometimes. Then you've got that top five pick still. So I don't see what the problem is there. Meanwhile, Brooklyn gets another spacer. They get a good backup center to Kevin Durant. And hey, they get Ben Simmons who is a ball handler, good defensive player when he wants to play. Hell, maybe he shoots a three-point shot now. We don't know. It's all up to Ben Simmons. So, definitely, let's check in these let's check on these ad, um these updates on odds here and i'm pretty sure um nothing has changed i mean the sixers are at 300 tied with the bucks at um to be the second team to win the uh to be the second team to win the eastern conference finals i mean that's that's not bad uh, plus 300 you could take a flyer on either one i know a lot of people think the bucks are definitely going to uh, Not repeat, but they're definitely going to be in the finals this year. I know a lot of people are thinking the Suns and the Bucks, but, I mean, Sixers are right there with them now. So I definitely don't think you can count them out. Um, I know Brooklyn is at plus 180 to win the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know about that. You're giving them a lot of credit there. But the Brooklyn Nets got the best odds to win the finals as well. 76ers are right there with the Milwaukee Bucks again. For the four team to win the finals, so you know a plus seven hundred that's not a bad bet either, and if you do think the bucks are gonna repeat, then you can throw that plus seven hundred down shoot that's not that bad, even at the sun's at plus four for twenty five that's that's really good um I think honestly they may take it I, I love Devin Booker, so that's always that's always a good good time watching him play um so let's. You know, that trade didn't really affect a whole lot, but hey, I think everybody just kind of wants to wait and see. I mean, James Harden isn't necessarily, quote, healthy, unquote, but that hamstring must be bothering him still. To get into a couple games, though, I mean, you had a few games coming up tonight. I know the Orlando Magic is plus 14. Yeah, the Jazz probably has that. Let's be honest, right? Let's not let's not be too coy with that one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens in the NBA. I'm a Sixers fan. I know nobody cares. But that's the big trade that happened. We'll see what happens with veteran buyouts. And if anybody goes, I saw something about LeBron getting you know, on the trade block and trying to get traded. I don't know what the deal with that was. I'm going to have to look into that more. And me and Andrew are going to have to discuss that because while he's not here, I'm going to say he's a big LeBron fan. He's going to hurt me for that one. <laughs> Sorry, Dirk. Um, But yeah, so those are the updated odds. I mean, I'm excited to watch the Super Bowl. I hope you're excited to watch the Super Bowl. It should be a... National holiday when it comes to the Super Bowl. You know, everybody gets Monday off. But, hey, I mean, whatever. Um, So, we will be doing a live stream before the Super Bowl. Just me and Dirk talking about everything. We may have a guest come on at some point. So, if you want to see that, go to Facebook. Like the page. Sheckle Up Podcast. Wait for the live stream to come on. Don't forget to... Follow us on Twitter at Shackle Up Podcast and catch us on all the streaming platforms on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. And we will be coming out with a Discord and a Patreon real, real, real soon. If you want to contact us, it's Sheckle Up Podcast at gmail.com. Send us questions. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. We'll answer that. Um, And, you know, we appreciate your listeners. The episode is getting a lot of love, Episode 1. This is Episode 1.5. I just wanted to come in and talk to you guys real quick. So, everybody, enjoy that Super Bowl, and let's go Bengals.